three. One, two, three. Hallelujah! Clap for the Lord. Amen. Boy, yeah, you guys are fired up today. Amen. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Okay, so, um, man, we're just in a time right now where God is doing miraculous things. And we, we want to be right there. Amen. Right there. And just be in that place where uh, we're in tune to what God is doing. Amen. And so uh, it's a wonderful thing to be in the presence of the Lord. Let's go ahead and pray before we get into the word. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for blessing us, blessing us to be here. Thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so uh, I'm going to preach this message this morning entitled our eyes are upon thee our eyes are upon thee and so i want you to know god is dependable you can count on him but you know we we are in a time where uh we should be willingly looking unto god amen we should be looking how many of you guys feel like sometimes you get at that place in your life where you say lord huh, if you don't do it I, I ain't gonna make it come on anybody in here say man uh, lord i'm gonna need you to come through for me because I'm, I ain't got to, come on. See, sometimes you, you get so full of faith that you can't be honest with God. I mean, no, if you weak, God knows you're weak. Oh, you might tell your neighbor, oh no, I'm fine. But when you tell that to God, God said, no, you're not fine. I know you're struggling. Come on. I know you got some heavy weights on you. See, as Christians, we're not uh, iron men and women. Come on. We're not robots. Amen. We are people that are humbly dependent upon our God. We need him. If he doesn't do it for us, we're not going to make it. It's over for us. Well, it's okay to live like that. Understand that he's the very air that I breathe. And without him, I got no chance. And so our eyes are upon thee. And so I want to uh, just share with you. There's a difference between assistance or dependence. So an assistance, that means you can help someone who's, who's already capable and, and they can do some things. Amen. And so uh, you may have an assistant at work. But how I many know for them to be your assistant, you have to be capable to do what you're doing. Amen. And so they're assisting you in what you're doing. Well, a dependent. Amen. Come on. How many of y'all know babies are dependent? Oh, can I get an amen right there? Have you guys ever seen a baby change their own diaper? Now, if you have, that kid is way too old. I just want you to know that. (laughs) I just want you to know that kid is way too old for that. Amen? But they're dependent. Amen? And so uh, assistance means to give help, aid, or support. To give help, aid, or support. Dependence is the state of relying on. Come on. Look at your name and say, I just don't, I don't need the God to just help me. I'm relying on him. Man. And so dependence, the state of relying on or needing someone or something for aid. And so go to Psalm 62, 8, Psalm 62, 8, Amplify Classic, Psalm 62, 8, Amplify Classic. Praise God. When you get that, say Amen. Okay, so he says, trust in, lean on, rely on, and have confidence. How many of y'all ever felt weak? Well, you needed to lean back. You said, man, whew. You know what I'm saying? You might, you, you get up, or you're tired, and you lean on something. Well, you're dependent on that thing to hold you up. Trust in, lean on, rely on, and have confidence in him when? At all times, you people, pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us, a fortress, a high tower. Selah means pause and calmly think of that. What happens if you pause and calmly think of that? Like he's a refuge. How many of you guys know God is a trustworthy God? That you can actually go to him and he's capable, he's able, he can help you. And so our question that we have today, 
Or the question I would have for you is, are you depending on God? Or is he simply your assistant? Come on. Are you depending on God or is he simply your assistant? And so when God becomes your assistant, he's, he's you know, not doing that. But if you think he is, that's you going according to your plan and then asking God to bless the steps you've already decided on. Come on. You've already decided to move there. You've already decided to marry them. You've already decided to go to this school. You've already decided everything. And you then ask God to bless it. And so, God, can you come along and, you know, just make all this right? Now, when you're dependent upon God, then you're like, God, I got nowhere to go. God, I got nothing to do. God, I got no people. I got nothing. Unless you do it. Unless you give it to me. Come on. Unless you give me that direction I need. So are you depending on God or are you simply or is he simply your assistant? Go to Proverbs now. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 in Amplify Classic. Just just giving you the, the word on it. Lean on. There it is again. So you got to lean on something when you're not strong enough to stand on your own. And so God doesn't want you to just. See, people think that um, God is just walking with them. No, you're walking with him. And he's the leader and he's the one with all the strength. And so you need to be able to lean on him and you need, need to be able to fall back on him because he's the one that has the strength. I mean, no, you God's not. It, boy, if God came to you and said. What are we going to do? What, what, what would you, if I'm talking about God came to you, you getting ready to pray and God said, hold on. What are we going to do, man? This is tough. You would really be in trouble. But so we can never help God. But we can depend on him. We can lean on him and he can help us. And so lean on, trust in and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mine, and do not rely on your own insight. Well, pastor, I've been going to church longer than you. I don't care, and neither does God. Because your church history has nothing to do with God, with what God is doing with you right now. Your past experience, well, you know what? Uh, I've been through this, I've been through that, praise the Lord. But what are you getting into now? Where is God taking you? And that's what this is about. So lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. And do not rely. How many of you guys have ever come up with a solution? Come on, don't tell on yourself. You came up with it. I said, okay, let me see. Well, we could do it like this. Yeah, and then, well, see, but I think I should go. And you had a way to get it done. God didn't stamp it with his approval, but you had a way to get it done. Well, that's you leaning on your own insight. And so your insight is based on your experience. How I many know you have a limited knowledge? Your knowledge is not, uh, you don't know everything. Some of y'all said, really? Pastor, are you telling me I don't, oh, Wow. I've been thinking that my whole life. Amen. That's why a lot of people get themselves in trouble because they think they know everything. And so if you know it all already, what does God need to tell you? I mean, what is God's role? Uh, you got it all figured out. Well, we can't be those people. We have to be humbly dependent. And so um, verse six. So he says in all your ways, how many of your ways? In all your ways, recognize and acknowledge him and he will direct. So if you do that, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I don't believe in just a bunch of hype. You ever hear these people preaching this a bunch of hype and they tell you some stuff and but they never really tell you how they got there. Amen. They talk about, you know, I'm just 
this and that, and I got God, and I got this, and I got that, and, and I got the boat in the house and the jet plane and all that. And then some of y'all are like, man, I'm just trying to figure out this electric bill. I'm just, what's going on? But they always make it so spiritual. But God is very practical. God is not so spiritual. And how many know God does not need to be embellished? Because he's real. But what has to happen is we individually have a choice to make. We can all decide that we're going to be our own master or we're going to bow to him as our master. That is a choice that you get to make. Either I'm going to run things or God's going to run things. Amen. And so in all your ways, know, recognize and acknowledge him. Now, when you do that, see what you're doing is you're humbly submitting yourself to God. You're bowing to him as your master. You're not bound to a religion. You're not bound to a tradition. You're bound to him. And you're recognizing that he's bigger than me. He knows more than me. Without him, I'm nothing. And so I'm not running him. He's surely running me. I'm not about to go tell God what I'm doing. I'm going to ask God, what do you want me to do? Amen. And so when you do that, he will direct and make straight and plain. I'm going to your whole life does not have to be a desert experience. The reason that the children of Israel stayed in the desert for so long and even a whole uh, generation had to be killed off. They had to die off before they were allowed to go into the promised land is because they failed to know and recognize and acknowledge that he's God and that they're not. And so if you do that, he will make straight. So they say that uh, the promised land was about 11 miles away from where they were. You know, it don't take 40 years. Even if you're walking to get 11 miles. But if your path is not made straight, then guess what? You're in the wilderness and you're going all over the place. Come on, how many of y'all feel like you've been on the same cycle? You're like, we back to this again? Oh, man, I didn't come back around this again. I'm back to this. I was down and then I'm up, but then why am I? See, every time, that's not God, that's you getting in the way. And now you're directing yourself. And that's what they wanted to do because they didn't like God's process. And so sometimes God has a process that you might not like. You want to get somewhere, but he says, hey, you know what? Uh, That's good, but we got to get rid of this right here first. Oh, what you mean, God? You know, that pride thing you got going on right there. See, I cannot let you get this, but you still hanging on. Oh, come on. You still got all that unforgiveness in your heart. How are you going to get? God says there's a process of purging. I got to take you through a process of purging and that's going to take some time. So I got to take you through these things. And so, but see, people say, oh no. See, I ain't got to forgive her. Oh no, I, I don't have to do this or that. And so what do they do? They spend more time in the wilderness because you're going around the way and God says, I'll make your path straight, but you're going to have to recognize I'm God. Oh, you don't want to do it my way? Stay out there, aimlessly wandering around. And then so you meet people that have been in the same rut for 20 years. Amen. 20 years. And you're still broke. you still living month to month, 20 years. Amen. Still waiting on a miracle. You need another miracle this month? Pray. Oh, Really? I'm just God, Pastor. I'm believing for a financial breakthrough. You was believing that, like, <laughs> you still need a breakthrough to pay your bills? That's not God's way. Amen? Amen. Most of y'all never come to me when y'all struggling financially. You know why you don't? Pastor, you stingy. I'm not stingy. I'm not, I'm not stingy. Amen? Those that know me, I'm not stingy. Me and my wife, we're givers. But most of y'all won't come to me, especially in the church, because first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, tell me, tell me, do you tithe? 
Do you bring your money to the storehouse? <laughs> I, I say that because I saw a video years ago. When we first start, me and my wife first start tithing, there was a real man singing in a church going down the aisle singing that. Tell me, do you tithe? I said, dang. Wow. But no, no, no. Now, why, why would I ask you that? There's God's way and there's man's way. So what I can do is rescue you for a day. But probably within 24 to 48 hours, you'll be back in the same spot. Because I'm not your provider. My name is not Jehovah Jireh. But if I challenge you and I say, you need to get this right with God. And then now I can on your behalf. Oh, y'all don't know what I'd be doing. I can on your behalf go before God and say, excuse me, Lord. This one here is a tither. So we're going to need a breakthrough. Oh, come on. Come on. No, no, no. We're going to need some stuff to shift. But see, I can also go to God and say, God, they're struggling. Won't you help them? He says, they don't obey me. Oh, okay. What's wrong me do, Lord? Keep praying. Now, we do have a heart. So if somebody's struggling, man, they're in a dire strait, you know, we have benevolence. I'm just wondering, people don't be coming to me. So they must think I'm selfish. Or they don't tithe. See what I'm saying? Now, there's God's way, there's your way. Now, for me, I choose God's way. And so because I've chosen God's way, I've only gone up. Because I've been in some low places in my life, but I've only gone up. And I know that God's no respecter of person. So I just choose God's way. And so I've decided I'm going to obey God. So guess what? I don't play with that tie. This is God's. But guess what? God don't play with my provision either. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. See, y'all didn't catch that. Y'all didn't catch that. Huh? Huh? I don't play with the tithe and God don't play with my provision. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. Come on, I'd never go without. I've always got an abundance. I don't have just some. I have an abundance. I have options. I can do some things. Come on. You know, my son is, and he's got my grandson out there, so that's making it hard on me. But, you know, he, he, he moved to Ohio for school. So he's got a scholarship out there. Uh, but I need to go see him. Well, I mean, all that stuff costs money. Right. Amen. Amen. And so God has blessed us to where, you know, we're just setting dates and booking tickets. Amen. 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 I mean, now there was a time where I wasn't setting no dates and booking no tickets. I'd be talking about FaceTime it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But so when you can go somewhere and stay, you know, we're going to be going out there in November. You know, uh, no, me trying to say what date. So I'll make sure I skip church. No, you guys already know I got qualified people here. You know, Pastor D going to bring that word. Brother Eric going to bring that word. You guys are never going to be without word here. So we don't worship people. But my point is doing it God's way. He said, I'll make your pathway straight. So what does that mean? There ain't no way he would have me co-sign my son. And grandson and all that being all over there. And I can't get to him. Amen. And so we're going to have, you know, so I'm talking about where you can go stay somewhere for like 10 days, rent a car, you know what I'm saying? All that time. That stuff costs money. But the point is, is I've chosen to do it God's way and I've seen him bless me. And, and let me, let me help you with this. This ain't a money message, but it's an obedience message. And you got to understand money is what's close to people's heart. And so a lot of people will obey God in some areas, but then they disobey him in their money matters. Well, that's a problem because that's giving the devil access to your life. He's not just coming for your money. He's coming for everything. And so he'll come at you 
all kind of ways. But see, this type of stuff, you got to do it even when it doesn't make sense. Why? Because it's his ways. So me and my wife started tithing when <laughs> we didn't have money to do it. And we were blessed and we had some tough situations, but we had family. We leaned on our parents and they helped us. And But then, shoot, we got in a position where, you know, like I told you guys, when we first moved over here, the church was leaning on us. Y'all didn't even catch that. Pastor, we gonna we need to move. Okay, let, let's get uh, let's get a deposit together. Oh, oh, the church don't have that. Most of the time, non-tithers think the church is the richest, the ones that don't tithe. They think the church got an abundance of money. I haven't found out about any government loans or not loans, but grants that they're giving the churches. But if y'all know it. Let me let me know, because they never told me. I probably wouldn't want it anyway, because that means they're going to be able to dictate when I'm open and when I'm closed. And so guess what? We're going to stay open because God says so. Amen. We're not going to be dependent on no government to come pay our bills. We're going to depend on the kingdom. Amen. And so now with all that being said, he'll make your path straight. So I don't have to be. It's glory to glory, right? So if I lean on God. I should be better. Y'all in here with me? Come on. If you're 10 years down the road, you should not look back 10 years and say, I have way more money then. Wait, what's going on? We're 10 years advanced. You can't be 10 years advanced and say, I'm looking back 10 years and that was my richest times. If you're obeying God, you should be better now. Come on. Every year you should be getting better. You're sharper. Come on. You're stronger. Come on. You ought to say my memory is, is, is more clear now. I, I just, come on. I'm advancing because I'm obeying God the whole way. Now he's making my path straight. Y'all, y'all get that? A pathway that's made straight is much better. And so when you humbly, when you're humbly submitted and dependent on God, he will carry you into the supernatural. And that's what I'm trying to prep this church for. He will carry you into the supernatural, but you have to be humbly dependent upon God. He'll carry you into the supernatural and he will expose you to his ways, which are higher than ours. God has a way of doing stuff that's bigger than what you thought. There are solutions that you haven't even come up with. You can't even think of them. And he's able to do that. Go to Isaiah now. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. And so in the NLT, he says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. You see that? Now, we know we're created in the image of God, but we are not God. Come on, look at your name and say, you're not God. Some people think they're God. Just because you're created in his image, you're not him. Amen. I, there are so many times where I go to God and I'm like, uh, this is bigger than me. And, and never once did he say, well, no, you got this. No, he says, you're right. It is bigger than you. That's why I got this. Amen. Amen. God never tells me you got this. He tells me I got this. And you're going to be all right because you with me. Yes. See, I don't, I'm not going to preach some stuff like, oh, you got it. You can do it. No, you can't do nothing. That's right. I, don't, I don't trust none of y'all's ability. You, some of y'all talking about, Pastor, I got it. No, I don't want to. I don't want to use you. Because if you got it, it ain't going to work out too well. But if you're like, no, I... God's got it. You know, we, we're going to be good, Pastor, because I know God's got this. Now I'm happy. Amen. So he says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. Imagine just right now for a second, just something great that God could do. Like maybe in your situation, maybe you need a status change. Maybe you need something fixed. Maybe you need a healing in your body. Maybe you need a, a financial breakthrough. Maybe you need something. Well, just think for a second what he could do. And what this scripture is saying is my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. 
So even if you just thought about that situation changing to benefit you, even if you thought about, uh, come on, somebody. See, sometimes I think that the churches don't even believe, believe in God for anything anymore. I mean, you should still believe him. You should believe that he could save that loved one. You, you should believe that he could heal your body. You should believe that he can, come on, somebody, clear up your credit. You should believe that he can get you a house. You should believe that he can get you a new job. You should believe all this stuff. But then he says... Anything you think, my ways are far beyond what you can even imagine. Amen. Dang. Hallelujah. That's the God we serve. It's like that. It's that big. And so I have to be humbly dependent, though. When I'm humbly dependent, I'm willing to submit. When I'm dependent on God, I'm willing to submit. That's what I had to do as a preacher because I had no skills for that. I had to tell God. This is going to have to be all you. So some of you may think, man, Pastor Troy seems like he knows a lot of scripture. Uh, man, every week I start over. Amen. Not even every week. I could preach something on Sunday. And by the time Wednesday comes. Lord. <laughs> like, wait, don't you got enough knowledge, man, all that scripture? You just preached all them scriptures to us on Sunday. And then now it's Wednesday. Don't you got enough strength to just go in there now? So what I do, I need something, Lord. I need to see I'm a rhema word preacher. I don't have this long. I've preached series for you guys and, you know, at at times. But even in that, it's all rhema. Even even how. um, God had me engaging in some things before we made uh, before we started, you know, with our announcements and stuff. You got none of that stuff is scripted. I'm disobedient. Because I'm dependent. And see, when you're dependent, you're going to stay obedient. But when you think you got it, you're going to have selective obedience. Come on. You will obey God as long as it makes sense to you. But when you are dependent where you're like, uh, if God don't help me, I ain't going to make it. Then that means you will obey in all things. If God says jump, you'll say how high and when. And then you'll say, I'm going to keep jumping until you tell me to stop. Because you are humbly dependent. See, when you're not humbly dependent, oh, man, there's so many people. They got so many explanations for not doing what God said. They got so many reasons why they just don't obey God. And I was I'm telling you, I live my life in that level of dependency. I'm not comfortable. I'm not uh, arrived. I don't care how many scriptures I know. I need God. I need God to do it. I need God to move. And so if I can keep myself in that place, then now I'm exposed to something greater that's beyond what I can imagine. So there's a solution to your problems that you haven't even thought of yet. There's a way that God could fix something. You haven't even thought of that yet. And he is just looking forward to the opportunity where you would be fully submitted and he would let you walk right in there. He will let you walk into things that he prepared and not things you prepared. I've seen God fix some situations and the way he fixed it. I had no I was you ever been clueless on something you ever been like clueless like people talking about something, maybe laughing at something. And uh, my kids do this sometimes they give me they show me one of them TikToks or something and it's supposed to be funny. And I'm like, huh? let me read that again. And they're like, Dad, you don't. I'm like, Brother lost. I'm just lost. <laughs> but think about it. When you could, you, God can do some stuff. And you've experienced, if you have, you've experienced some fix something. And you're like, wow, I had no idea that it was going to turn out this way. I never even ran that scenario through my mind. Well, that's good. Because you're in a place where God is now exposing you to what he can do and not what you can do. And there will be times in your life where things will be too hard for you. And I would say that's a good place to be. Come on. When you're in a place where it's too hard for you, that's good. Because as long as you can maintain, that's what you'll do. And you will maintain and you will live status quo. And you'll just make it and you'll maintain and live status quo. But when you come to the end of your ability, 
Oh, come on, y'all. When you come to the end of your ability and your challenge to where, oh, see, that's why we have our problems that we have in our world today. The church has gotten, uh, they've basically been deceived into being comfortable in discomfort. And so what do I mean by that? They don't know. They just stepped out of the arms of God. And you should, that is the most uncomfortable place that you could ever be in your life. It's outside of God's hands. But the church has stepped outside of God's hands, but now they're comfortable. So we have people today that are comfortable missing church. It doesn't bother them. No alarm goes off. There's no issue. We have people that are comfortable just not obeying God. Do you realize how many people that are Christians that still like they basically still cuss like they're not even Christians, but they're comfortable, though. They're comfortable ranting and raving. You know how many people are comfortable uh, having fits of rage and going on? They just it's like, wow, they have no idea. That he is the very air that they breathe. And they have gotten comfortable. There, you know how many pastors have gotten comfortable not teaching the truth? They've gotten comfortable saying things that are not accurate according to this word. We have pastors today. They, they've, they've pastors that's been apologizing to the homosexual gay and lesbian community. I just want to apologize to you on behalf of us Christians. You're not apologizing for me, sir. Amen. Because if God said it's wrong, it's wrong. It's always going to be wrong. It's never going to be right on any day that you come up with. It's never. It's wrong in the eyes of God. They're changing stuff. But they're comfortable. Why? Becoming comfortable in discomfort. And so, boy, isn't that a shame you don't even know God took his hands off you. And the devil got you so deceived that you think you're thriving when you're slowly dying. And there's a great awakening coming where we're going to see people perish. Who once professed Jesus, who once taught the truth, but then they got deceived and duped and they fell into the agenda. They fell into the times we're in. Oh, now, oh, well, you can't preach against fornication because everybody's doing it. You can't preach against uh, the gay and the lesbian people because everybody got a gay cousin. It's if it's wrong, it's wrong. This is what the Bible says. We got to stick to this. But everybody's trying to give us a pass and say we don't have to stick to this. They're trying to make you comfortable in discomfort. I'm not going to be living with God's hands off of me. Because I don't need no man's hands on me. I need God embracing me. I need God. That's why they've been changing everything. They're changing the way they do church. Oh, now all of a sudden there's no regard. There's no respect for the pulpit. Come on, somebody. Somebody can jump up here with some flip flops on and call themselves representing God. You're going to give me something from my master in flip flops. Are you kidding me? No reverence for the altar. No reverence for the calling. No, we got to be like everyone else. Well, if you're like me, I don't need you teaching me nothing. Because we on the same level. And so don't teach me because we in the same pool of mess. Teachers are supposed to be a level up. Amen. Wouldn't you take your kid out of a school if you went there and the math teacher said, we just take turns teaching each other? No, that math teacher had to go get a degree. Come on, somebody. That math teacher had to go get themselves some uh, education that is higher than your eighth grader. Also, oh, what they want out of churches now, they just want the pastor. You know, these guys are saying, hey, don't call me pastor. <laughs> you know, my name is Eric. My name is Bill. No, my name is Pastor Troy. Amen. That's that's my name. I don't I don't go around 
know what I'm saying? I'm not everybody's pastor, but if you go here, I'm your pastor. So Amen. I'm not, my name's not Troy to you. Praise God. You call me Troy and I'm just saying answering. You say, I wonder what happened. You, you, you ain't using a, you must be talking to somebody else. Uh, you can call me Troy somewhere else, but uh, I'm not him over here. Why? Because it's the, I got to recognize the calling. If I don't appreciate it, you can't get nothing from me. But if I appreciate it and I keep myself undercover and in order, then what flows through me is going to flow into your life. And see, I never tell you to do stuff I don't do. You will never hear me call my pastor Tommy. It will not come out of my mouth. I don't care where we are. We're laughing joking uh he's a wonderful man of god so i get to spend a little extra time with him <laughs> we laughing and we done uh-huh. okay pastor <laughs> Amen. i could be at his house he just you know feeding us and doing all this stuff and then <laughs> okay pastor <laughs> Praise God. you see what i'm saying Praise because i recognize the anointing and i respect it and i know it's the anointing that's breaking the yoke off of my life and i know the anointing flows from the top down the anointing does not flow sideways That's why you have so many problems in the church. People don't want to obey because they think they're more anointed than the pastor. Well, if you are, get your own church. You ought to be teaching yourself. Amen. You can't have somebody over you that and you more anointed than them. Well, you're not. I didn't really agree with pastor on that. Huh? Ain't nobody. You agree. You don't. That's not an option. Like, I didn't really agree with pastor on that because you go to the Holy Ghost on that. He's going to correct you. It was not a debate. It was instruction. And God has given you instruction through your man of God that's going to get you in a better situation. And see, and that's why we're going to have testimonies. We'll have testimonies of debt cancellation. We'll have testimonies of financial miracles. We'll have testimonies of miracle healing. And it's going to come from people that are choosing to obey. Y'all in here with me? That's what happens. It's a, how do you, well, what did you change? Oh, I started obeying. Oh, praise God. So things got better for you. Now, that doesn't mean everything's going to be easy. You're not in heaven yet. But I tell you, you're going to win more than you lose. Amen. Amen. You're going to win more than you lose. And so I, I want you to be humbly dependent upon God and trust him. Let's go to Second Chronicles. I'm going to give you some of this and um, I'm going to close. But just so you know, this, I want you to see what God can do. And so Sometimes you're going to be faced with challenges in your life that are bigger than you, man. Don't don't get to where you're like, I'm just a super Christian. And, you know, I'm not telling you to go around and tell everybody your problems. I will tell you this. Don't tell people your problems. That are people who have no way of helping you. You understand that? Because that's they're going to pull you down or you're going to pull them up. So I always say, I share with my leaders, I tell my leaders in this church, hey, if you got a problem, come to me. Don't don't be going down to brother so-and-so. Amen. And then to my leaders, I never called none of them. Say, hey, Pastor D, I don't know if I'm going to make it, man. I just, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this one, man. Now, Pastor D would say, oh, oh, Pastor, I got your back. But, but somewhere in his head, he might be like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. <laughs> he might be going back. Like, oh, he might get to go to Sister Mieta. Oh, <laughs> we in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because, you know what I'm saying? Because he's looking at me, Amen. but I'm coming to him. Pastor D, man, I'm, not, I'm struggling, man. I ain't going to make it. Now, I can go to Pastor Miller like that. <laughs> Come on. I can call Pastor Miller and say, Pastor. Ah! <laughs> I could do that. Because he's above me. Amen. But I can't go to somebody that's looking up to me and pull them down. And, it, and that's what I try to instill in people. Don't. Don't go share stuff with people that's, you know, 
they technically can't help you. And you need to be in a situation where you have some nice structure that you can depend on. And so now in Second Chronicles chapter 20, this chapter, man, uh, Judah and they're about to be attacked, right? Judah, you know, one of the 12 tribes of Israel, but they're in uh, Judah, Judea, Jerusalem, all that. But King Jehoshaphat, they're all about to be attacked. And there's a, this thing is, imagine this, where you found out three different enemies decided to come together and team up to take you out. It's, you say, man, it's one thing if I got one of them coming. I can, yeah, I can work with him. But you mean three enemies teamed up together to come take me out. And this is what was going on. And so, that, but this is what you want to be at this place in your life. They say in verse 12, Oh, our God, will thou not judge them? So it's like, come, God, you're going to do something about this. They're coming after us. And then he says, for we have no might against this great company that comes against us. Now, look at this. Neither we know what to do. Sometimes it's OK to let God know. I don't have no answers for this, Lord. Come on. You know that you don't have to be super faith man or super faith woman to God. You know, did you know that? You don't have to be going to God and just be uh, afraid of telling him how you really feel. Amen. He knows you anyway. He made you. That's right. So these guys said, we don't know what to do, but how many of y'all wouldn't mind doing that with God? You say, God, I don't have this. I got nothing, nothing in my bag of resources. I don't know what to do, but my eyes, come on, but our eyes are upon thee. So what are you doing? You're looking unto the hills from which cometh your help. Your help comes in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. And so you're going to have greater confidence even at the low place of your life. You don't know what to do, but you're calling on God. You say, I don't know what to do in this situation, but I'm calling upon you. We're talking about insurmountable odds and we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Now go to uh, skip down to verse 15, 15 through 17. And he said, so they, they, man, they got the fasting and praying, all this type of stuff. And, and they go to the priest to try to get some answers and, and things like that. Cause in that time, God would only speak through special people, but they went to get the answers. And then verse 15, and he said, hearken ye all Judah. And ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto thee, be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. And so I will tell you today, be not afraid regardless of what your situation looks like, regardless of how big it is. Be not afraid or dismayed. Don't get depressed. Come on, don't 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 get depressed where you know what now you feel like tapping out. Because he says, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. Y'all, y'all in here? See, we just came to celebrate God today. But for the battle is not yours. See, so you got to be able to take whatever you're going through and say, oh, no, no, this ain't my battle. See, the devil wants me to get uptight about this. The devil wants this thing to break me, but I need to let the devil know, oh, you thought you was coming after me, but you forgot I'm with my God. And so you got to be able to deal with my God. So if you ain't ready to deal with my God, you might as well start leaving now because it's going to be an ugly day for you. Isn't that a different way? And so he says, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Next verse. Now, so what happens here is they bowed. They worship God. You know, they're getting this instruction. And what happens is you, you, you humble yourself and then you go before God. Then now he'll start to tell you what to do. And so he says, tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they'll come up by the cliff zig and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of uh, Jeriel. And then so he says, Look at this. He just said the battle's not yours. Then he said, you shall not need to fight. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't have to fight this one. See, when you didn't have God, 
you had to defend yourself. Come on. When you didn't have God, you had to figure it out for yourself. When you didn't have God, you had to fend for self. But when you have God and you humbly submit, you'll be able to say, I ain't got to fight this one. And so he says, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still. Look at him and say, be still. See, sometimes you go through something and you're just spending too much time researching and ser- quit all that research. Quit all that searching. Quit all that trying to figure out solution. Well, let me check over here. Let me stop checking. Amen. There are no answers. Amen. It's only going to be God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Some people, man, they're doing stuff, man. And I, that's a reminder to me. I'm out there, man. I'm like, we got to get us a new building. So I'm checking this, checking that. Got the realtor looking at this, looking at that. And God said, just stop checking. You ain't going to find it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So he says, set yourselves, stand ye still and what? See the salvation of the Lord that is with you. So be still right in the midst of your situation and watch God perform. Come on, somebody and watch God perform. See, you have to be still because you keep moving around and God wants to do it right there. And he has to say, wait, we can't do it right now. And they keep. And so if you just be still, so I'm right here, Lord, that he can work that thing right there in that situation. He says, be still. And see the salvation of the Lord that is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, be not dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Does it say the Lord might be with you? No. It says, for the Lord will be with you. And so the word of the Lord came, and then guess what? Instructions were given. So this is what was said, but they still had an opportunity to obey. Some people cry out to God. They need an answer. God wants to give them an answer. God even gives them an answer, but it does not work until you obey the instructions that were given. So sometimes God tells you to do things that don't make sense to you, but you have to obey God and let him have his way. Now verse 20, or excuse me, verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head. Uh, with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord worshiping the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to worship God. You can't worship God when you're on high. You have to lower yourself. You have to be willing to bow. You can't uh, worship God with an entitlement mentality. Come on, somebody. If you have an entitlement mentality, like everybody owes you everything. Nobody owes you nothing. You owe God worship. Come on. And, and don't worry about somebody. Well, they need to do this for me. They need, no, no. I owe God worship. Amen. Well, I would worship him if I were feeling better. Your worshiping him has nothing to do with how you feel. It has everything to do with who he is. And you must be willing to bow yourself. Even if things don't turn out the way you want them to, even if you don't get what you wanted, even if your prayer, it seems like it didn't get answered, worship God. I dare you to bow down in the, in the face of your God and worship him and cry out to him and magnify his name because he is worthy of your worship. He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to fix anything for you to worship him. You worship him because of who he is. Amen. Well, that's birthed out of humility. That's somebody that says, I know if God don't help me, I'm not going to make it. And so I'm going to worship God. And so they began to worship the Lord. Next verse. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korahites, all these heights, stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel. So what happened? So they bowed, they worshipped, and then they praised. They bowed, they worshipped, then they praised. So what happens is you bow, you worship. But in that worship, God will lift you up. And then when you lift it up, See, you don't praise on the floor. Oh. Oh, come on. You don't praise God laying out with your face on the ground. You worship God there. But then God gives you enough strength to get up. 
Come on. And now when you get up, oh, come on, some strength and come back into you. Come on, because you could lay out and worship because you got no strength. You just ain't got nothing left. You lay out before God as just like a rag or something. But then he'll start to strengthen you. He'll start to comfort you when you have made yourself be low because you it's okay. Don't fight it off. If the weight is too heavy, lay out before God. Come on. If this thing is too big for you, lay out before God. You lay out before God and you work. Don't lay out asking him to fix it. Lay out and worship him. Just magnify him. Thank him for who he is. And you will bow and you worship and then God will give you strength and then you're going to rise up. And now when you stand up, you're going to praise him. Come on, somebody. I'm going to give God a praise. I'm going to give God a praise. I'm on my feet. I'm on my feet. I'm not praising God on the ground. I'm up on my feet standing. I'm looking up at my God. I got my eyes on God. I got my eyes towards heaven and I'm praising him. So you got a transition. You can't stay in worship forever because what he's going to do, you're going to be bowed down low. Then he's going to give you strength. Then you're going to stand up. And when you stand up, your situation is not fixed, but you're still going to praise them. Amen. See, your, your situation may not have changed, but now you got enough strength. Oh, I didn't have enough strength to praise you yesterday, God, but you didn't gave me my strength back. And so I feel like I got a hallelujah in my mouth. I feel like I got a yes, Lord, in my mouth. I got a Come on. I feel like I got a praise on my lips and I can release a high praise. You can't release a high praise on the ground. You got to get up to reach a high praise. You got to release a high praise standing on your feet, walking in talking, smiling at the devil and telling him, you did not win. My God is coming through. My God is bringing breakthrough in my life. This situation that was supposed to take me out, oh no, it did not break me. Praise God. Having trouble getting your praise? Go back to worship. Lay back out. Having trouble praising? Lay back out till he lifts you up. I dare you to say, God, if you don't lift me up, I'm just going to stay here. And this will be the end of me right here. (laughs) This will be where I finish my days right here. But I guarantee if you go at God like that, God going to lift you up. God's going to give you a strength that you didn't even know you had. God's going to start to expose you to his ability. God is. And then see, when you do it this way. So they bowed, they worshiped, then they praised. And next thing you're going to do after you praise that's when you obey. Amen. So I'm, 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 I'm helping you get this. This important message today. You bow. This is too heavy for me. But you're just worshiping God. God gives you strength. All of a sudden, he lifts you up. Now you up, you praise him. You're praising God. You're magnifying his name. He's the king. You're shouting to the mountaintop. You're letting the whole world know how good he is. Then now he says, now I'm going to give you some instruction. And now you take the instruction and because you got the instruction when you was at a high point, now you can obey them. You can't obey instructions on a low point. Come on. That's why you can't just worship and then get up and obey. You got to worship, then get up and praise them. And then you got enough strength to actually walk out your obedience. Because if you try to get up from worship and jump right into obedience, you're not strong enough for that yet. You got to praise him. You got to magnify his name. Now you strong. See, people can't praise God if they still weighed down with their problem. See, that's why you lay out and worship them. And then your your problem will stay down there low. But then you get up and now you'll be able to praise him. See, when you praise God, you don't even think about your problem. When you praise God, you're not your problem is you. Yeah, you don't even think about it. You forgot about it because you're so busy praising your God. And then you stand up and you start to praise him like that. Now, this opens the door to the supernatural. How many of y'all want to walk into the supernatural? And see, this opens the door to the supernatural. Things will start to line up for you. You'll be able to grab a hold of some stuff. Let's uh, go to verse 20. We're going to close this out. Verse 20, he says, and they rose up in the early in the morning and he went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat 
He told him, he said, he said, hear me, O Judah, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall ye prosper. So what he's saying is you better believe God and do exactly what he told us to do. And if we do that, we're going to come out on top in this situation. Yeah. Next verse, he says, and when they had consulted with the people, look at what Jehoshaphat did. This makes no sense. God will open you up to the supernatural, but it makes no sense. You do not go into war against people that are trying to kill you, and you do not put an unarmed group of singers in front of you. That is not going to be found in any war books, except this Bible. And so and when they when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord and that should praise the beauty of his holiness. And as they went out before the army, y'all see that as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for he for his mercy endures forever. See, I told you they've been lifted up. They got strength now. Even though the situation looks still, it's still insurmountable. We're still going to be attacked. But he says, uh, I'm going to send the singers. And they go out though. They don't go out singing, oh Lord, please help us because we're going to die. No, they go out. We're going to praise him. They're praising the Lord for his mercy endures forever. So they're shouting how good their God is. Letting it be known as they're walking forth. They're walking forth praising God for who he is and his ability amen and they're stepping in what going into a battle where they are supposed to be killed next verse and when they began to sing look your neighbor and say you're just gonna have to start singing I know you say you don't sing that good, but how many know God likes the way you sound? Amen. Now you, you know, you, you don't have to be sounding good for everybody else, but you got to start singing. And when they began to sing and praise the Lord, man, this stuff started to shift. The Lord, what he do? The Lord set up ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Sur, which come against Judah and they were smitten. Next verse. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Sur to utterly destroy them. So what happened? The three that was teaming up together to take them out turned on each other. Because of some singing. You know, did did God, what, did he he send something in the air? No, no, no. He heard the praises. And now, you don't know how God's going to fix your situation? That was on God. God never told them, hey, if you guys start singing, what I'm going to do is turn them on each other. He don't have to share his plans for you. You just want to be in the result of that. You want to step into the result of that. And so they began to sing and the Lord set up ambushments and they took each other out. They killed each other. Well, isn't that what he told them? He says, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Didn't he say that? Then he said, Set yourselves still and see the salvation of God. Didn't he say that already? And so when they obeyed, though, now the door to the supernatural was open. Had they not obeyed, it wouldn't have turned out this way. But now because they obeyed, the door of the supernatural was open and they walked in and they were praising God. And then what happened is they start taking each other out and all of them got killed because they took each other out. And then these guys, they went to the watchtower and they looked and all they saw was dead bodies. Everybody was dead. Every one of their enemies was dead because they had taken each other out. They didn't lift a finger. They just released the praise. And God moved in that situation. And how many know? Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can possibly ask or think according to the power that works in us. And so if, if we humble ourselves, if we submit ourselves and we start to walk through these doors the way God wants, then we'll see that it's better than we thought. Amen. 
Amen. And how many know Proverbs 13, 22, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And so how many know there's riches, there's abundance, there's things that you could not have gotten, but you got to be in a position to just go ahead and capitalize. Amen. You need to be in a position because of your obedience to be able to go in there and pick it up and scoop it up. Amen. And this is what happened. And so they followed a plan that made no sense in the natural. They sent singers with no weapons because their praise was the power. Amen. They didn't need any weapons. And not only were they protected, but they were blessed financially. Amen. Go ahead and look at verse 25. We're going to close right there and we're going to get out of here and we're going to walk out in power. I'm going to challenge you to give God some extra praise this week. I'm going to challenge you. If you're still struggling with your situation, that's okay. Go ahead and lay out and worship. You worship God. Let God know how low you are. But when he puts strength on you, then you get up on your feet. Uh, come on, somebody. You get up on your feet and you start to praise. If you haven't been praising him, then maybe... You still in your mind are in that low place, but you need to let the devil know. Oh, no, my strength has come upon me. I'm rising up. I'm rising up and I'm about to release praise from my mouth. And when Jehoshaphat and his people. So so basically go back. I'm, I don't know if I missed it. Oh, can't take away. Go back to verse 24 or something like that. That way I can read right into it. OK. And when Jeho- when, and when Judah came towards the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, see that they found among them in abundance, both riches with the dead body and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves more than they can carry out or carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoils. It was so much. So, so as we close this, what happened? They were supposed to be taken out. They were supposed to be destroyed. There were people teaming up against them, but they got help from God because they showed God that they were dependent on God and they were willing to trust God. They bowed before God. They worshiped God. They got up. They praised God. They received instruction and they went out. They said, go out against them. And they sent the singers in praising because he said, you shall not need to fight in this battle. And so they got to praising God and God opened up supernatural things that they had not considered. There's a solution for your problem that you have not even considered. And God has a way of fixing things that are beyond your ability to understand. And so in this situation, not only were they not killed, but they walked out with abundance. Amen. And so, so see, this is one thing God did not tell them. He didn't tell them you will have no labor in this situation at all. He just said, you shall not need to fight. But you're going to need some energy to pick up that money. I'm just saying, come on. Uh, anybody up here? Uh, come on. Come on. You, you, you don't... Uh. You don't need to be in shape to fight, but you're going to have to have some energy to pick up those spoils. Amen. How I many know you're going to have to have some energy to pick up all this abundance that God has for you? You got to trust him. You got to believe in him. You got to praise him like he's God. And then you got to walk through that door that he opens up. You walk through like you're supposed to be up in there. And I tell you one thing, when they went to pick up and strip off the stuff, they did not doubt. None of them said Should we take this? (laughs) They already knew it was theirs because that was a part of God's supernatural abundance. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap. And I want you to believe God. Come on, stand to your feet, amen, up in here. I want you to recognize the power of God. God's power is available. You cannot be defeated. You cannot be hurt. You cannot be hindered. You have to accept the fact that my God is above me. My God is above any situation that can come at me. Come on, my God is able and I'm ready to receive what he can do. He can fix it in a day. Come on. The thing that you've been battling for years could be gone tomorrow. The thing that you wanted to happen that seems to not happen could happen tonight. You got to be a people that simply believe it. You got to be a people to say, oh, I, 
See, the enemy is trying to wear me out. But he can't wear out a praiser. Come on. He can't break a praiser. Amen. Come on. Because a praiser, a true praiser is going to praise God regardless. Amen. He's going to praise God. And praise gets heaven's attention. Hmm? Praise gets heaven's attention. So if you've been feeling weary, low, when God says it's time for you to get up, y'all going to do it? I'm not telling you, oh, just ignore that feeling. Let God know the truth. God, I'm struggling up in here, man. This is weighing me down. God will say, lay out there. Worship me. Lord, it seems like all I can do is cry. Then he'll say, get it out. Go ahead and cry. This is hurting so bad. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge it. Don't run from it. Don't say, oh, this isn't. No, no, man, I'm struggling, Lord. And then God will come upon you. God will lift you up. See, one thing you won't do in worship is you won't go down there worshiping, complaining. That, uh, you got to do that complaining first and get over that. Forgive me for that. Now, when you worship, you crying out to God. Oh, God, I'm at the end of myself on this. This is so... Ah, and just lay out. And you just, sometimes you worshiping God, you might just be speaking in tongues, man. You might be crying and speaking in tongues, and you just, I'm Lord, I'm just, ah. Then, soon, it's going to come. He's going to lift you up. And when he lifts you up, you're going to have a praise. And you're going to say, oh, Lord, I feel like I got a praise. And you're going to start to praise God. And people that, they might say, what the heck is wrong with you? Nothing has changed for you. Amen. But you still. Amen. Why are you praising him? He's able. Amen. He's God. He's too good. He's not going to let you stay low. He's going to lift you up. Stretch your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you for this group. I thank you for those here listening right now. Oh, yeah, Lord, you're doing a wonderful work in all of us. We're not ashamed. We're not afraid. We're not shy. We're not bashful. We trust you, Lord. We're not going to let anything take us out. Because even if we don't know what to do, our eyes are upon you. And I know, Lord, I trust your process. I know there's a process you're taking us through, and we trust it. And we're going to rise when you give us the strength to rise. And we're going to walk when you give us the strength to walk. And we're going to praise because you've given us that strength. The devil is a liar. I tell you right now, every lie that he's spoken over your life, I cast it out in the name of Jesus. Man, I got to decrease himself over you. Before that, maybe you're here, you're watching or whatever. We want to get you saved. First thing you got to do, say yes to Jesus. Just come into the kingdom. This is really just the first step. Come on in. God's got his arms open to receive you today, but you got to be willing to say yes and step right in there into the presence of God. Church, let's repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this, no matter where they are, they know how to get saved. Repeat after me. Jesus, Jesus. please forgive me. For all of my sins, I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for souls right there. Amen.